Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast dedicated to discipleship and putting scripture to use in our daily lives. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I'm the Communications Director for the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of approximately 1,000 churches in Kansas and Nebraska. As the title of this podcast suggests, I'm not ordained clergy, so what I share comes to you in layman's terms. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching the Bible to everyone from teens to 90-somethings, and I'm excited to share what Scripture has to say to us in today's society, and I love to tell stories of how people live their faith. Some episodes focus on a person or church doing great things to serve as the hands and feet of Christ. Some episodes include interviews with experts who can help us along our faith journey. And other episodes include some short reflections on Scripture. Thank you for joining me. thankful for? It's a simple question that we sometimes think about. Mostly it's something that comes to mind toward the end of every November, when we gather as families and friends for Thanksgiving. On that one day each year, we often pause to think about the blessings in our lives. We consider the things that make us happy. Family, friends, financial success, or maybe just the lack of failure in that area. A risk we took, pitfall we avoided. Maybe it's health. Ah yeah, that last one, health. I would argue that's what makes us think about our blessings most often outside of that normal turkey day. When we have a health scare that proves to be false or that we recover from, well, it tends to make us count our blessings. A pause, if you will, to remind ourselves of just how good we have it. But what about the rest of the year? How often do you think about your blessings? And how often do you give thanks for all that you have? Maybe you're grateful to be living in the United States or to have a car that runs. Maybe it's as simple as having a bus schedule that operates mostly on time. Schools to educate your kids and grandkids. First responders, medical professionals, dogs. Okay, so maybe even cats. Maybe you're thankful for caring neighbors old friends, or new ones. Running water, reliable electricity, a good job, the church. Maybe there are other things. For example, I live in Lawrence, Kansas, and I'm a University of Kansas graduate. So I'm really thankful for the start of basketball season. But my guess is that for most of us, the reality is sinking in right now that perhaps we don't say thank you enough. There used to be traditions regarding showing thanks. I'll use my two kids as an example. When our daughter got married in 2019, she being our more old school kid, made it a point to get thank you notes sent out within about a month of the ceremony. The notes were short and sweet, but they acknowledged the gifts people had given to her and our son-in-law. Our son got married in June. It seemed to be a real chore for him and his new wife to get thank you notes sent out. And I'm not entirely sure that all of those have arrived in mailboxes yet to this day. Two different people from the same family, different takes on the importance of getting thank you notes sent out. But thank you notes are one thing. Giving thanks, showing gratitude, 
Well, they're kind of the same, but they're different too. The ways we give thanks have changed over the years, from letters in previous generations to simple sayings of thanks, or even just a social media post for many in the younger generation. So how about you? When was the last time you counted your blessings and gave thanks to God for all that you have today? Was it today? Last night? Last week? Has it been so long since you've said thank you to God that you don't really remember? Do you want to do better? Well, for those of you with a smartphone, I have great news. There are apps for that. One is the Gratitude Journal app, and it has been around for about four years, which means that it is COVID pandemic era tested and approved. In fact, it receives 4.9 out of five stars. It promises that the user will be prompted to write down what you're grateful for each and every day, and you can even set up three reminders to make sure you pause to do this activity. It prompts you to jot down what made you smile. It asks you what was the best part of your day. You can type in aspirational quotes you come across, or note what a friend says, or even just write down something that you hear from a famous person on TV. You can even create your own vision board to help you focus on your goals, either for work, family, or just life in general. One of the things the app promises is that you'll be reminded to think about things you are thankful for on your best days and on your most difficult days. When I think we all can agree that it's a little bit tougher to show gratitude. Well, we have a good biblical example of a person who knew how to remember to give thanks in the best of days and on the worst of days. And that person is the prophet Daniel. Daniel lived during the time of the second exile. This is when the people of the southern kingdom, known as Judah, which included Jerusalem, were conquered and taken captive by the Babylonians. We think that Daniel was about 12 years old when he was taken from his homeland. He, along with anyone who had any kind of talent, or wealth, or skill, or frankly, just physical beauty. The Babylonian king, Nebuchadnezzar, has a disturbing dream. He calls in his astrologers to interpret it for him, but he won't tell them the dream. They have to tell him what he dreamed and then interpret it for him. It's an impossible task. There's no way anyone could do this on their own. And in fact, those quote, wise men, unquote, could not do it. Nebuchadnezzar is so incensed that he orders that all of his wise men be put to death. After all, if they can't tell him what he dreamed and then interpret it, they're of no use to him. Among those wise men were four Jewish men who had earned a spot among the wise in Babylon. Daniel is one of them. And the others were known as Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Three men that you may know better as Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, the three of fiery furnace fame, a story that comes up elsewhere in the book of Daniel. The men pray that night that God will reveal the dream to them, and indeed God does share the vision with Daniel. And what does Daniel do before he does anything else? He stops to give thanks. Here's what Daniel had to say from chapter 2, verses 20 through 23 of the book that bears his name. Daniel said, 
Blessed be the name of God from age to age, for wisdom and power are His. He changes times and seasons, deposes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with Him. To you, O God of my ancestors, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and power, and have now revealed to me what has asked of you. For you have revealed to us what the king ordered. On this very good day, a day when Daniel is shown a dream that he never had himself, a true miracle, the kind of miracle that's going to save Daniel and his friends, well, on this very great day, Daniel stops and gives thanks to God for giving him wisdom and the power of giving him the king's dream. Just what exactly was in that dream? You may remember this. It's a large statue. Its head is made of gold. Its chest and arms are made of silver. The belly and thighs are made of bronze. The legs are composed of iron. The feet are part iron and part baked clay. And then finally a large rock strikes the feet and they crumble, followed by everything else. It's a pretty powerful dream. Very illustrative of a number of things. But Daniel's interpretation is pretty straightforward for King Nebuchadnezzar. He tells the king that it means that after the current king's reign ends, there will be subsequent regimes that are each just a little bit weaker. It ushers in one of the greatest prophecies for us as Christians. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it itself will endure forever. Now, many scholars believe this is talking about Jesus, the ruler on the throne that we know never ends. Well, back to Daniel. He is rewarded for interpreting the king's dream, and as a result, the wise men all get to keep their heads. They're saved. They're saved because God gave the vision of a dream to Daniel. So this is one of those good days, a good day to remember blessings and a good day to say thank you to God. But what about showing gratitude on the bad days? Well, Daniel can show us that too. And we'll get to that right after these messages. Join me, Ashley Alley Crawford, and me, Shelley Petz, as we host conversations with and for clergy in order to describe what's happening, ask questions about how God is at work in our midst, and encourage the heart of pastors and leaders in this liminal time in which we find ourselves. Our show is called At the Threshold because we know that we are in the midst of change in this season. You can subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app. Also, check out our website at greatplains.org slash at dash the dash threshold 
for more resources related to each topic. Our goal with each conversation is to find a little light at the threshold. Matthew 28 tells us to make disciples of Jesus Christ, but how can you do that? You can help by providing some inspiration each morning to someone else. Just go to www.greatplainsumc.org slash daily devotions. Once there, you'll find a QR code and a link to a sign-up page. Pick your day and your topic. If you need some assistance, there's even a link to the Vanderbilt University Daily Lectionary. Follow the instructions for submitting your devotion, and you've done your part to help inspire and encourage others in their Christian walk. Again, that's www.greatplainsumc.org slash daily devotions. Help make more disciples today. Welcome back to In Layman's Terms. We're doing a short series on gratitude for this Thanksgiving week of 2021, and we're starting with the story of Daniel. We just learned how Daniel taught us about the importance of saying thanks to God when times are good. Daniel was given the vision of a dream of King Nebuchadnezzar, something he could never have figured out on his own. But because God gave him that vision, he was able to save not only himself, but all the other wise men, including his friends. Pretty powerful stuff. Now I want to talk about what Daniel can teach us about saying that we are thankful and really showing gratitude to God even on days that aren't so good or that are just downright awful. Let's hear what Daniel has to tell us. We move forward a few years and there's a new king, Darius. In this time frame, Daniel is now one of three supervisors over 120 regional governors or satraps. And the others get just a little jealous of him. Okay, maybe more than a little jealous. Maybe like insanely, murderously jealous. Let's see what happens from Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. King Darius decided to appoint 120 chief administrators throughout the kingdom and to set over them three main officers to whom they would report so that the king wouldn't have to be bothered with too much. One of these main officers was Daniel. Because of his extraordinary spirit, Daniel soon surpassed the other officers and the chief administrators, so much so that the king had plans to set him over the entire kingdom. As a result, the other officers and the chief administrators tried to find some problem with Daniel's work for the kingdom. But they couldn't find any problem or corruption at all because Daniel was trustworthy. He wasn't guilty of any negligence or corruption. So these men said, we won't find any fault in Daniel unless we can find something to use against him from his religious practice. So these officers and chief administrators ganged together and went to the king. They said to him, Long live King Darius! All the officers of the kingdom, the administrators, the chief administrators, the royal associates, and the governors advise the king to issue an edict and enforce a law that for 30 days anyone who says prayers to any god or human being except you, your majesty, will be thrown into a pit of lions. Now, your majesty, issue the law and sign the document so that it cannot be changed, as per the law of Media and the Persia, which cannot be annulled. 
Because of this, King Darius signed the document containing the law. When Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went to his house. Now his upper room had open windows that faced Jerusalem. Daniel knelt down, prayed, and praised his God three times that day, just like he always did. In that story, the other leaders have talked King Darius into having people worship him, something they know Daniel simply will not do. So this is a setup. It's simply a ploy to get rid of Daniel, and a decree goes out, and we all know from our Sunday school stories about what happens next. As promised, Daniel is thrown into the lion's den. But there's a plot twist. The lions don't eat him. And after one restless night, the king gets up, goes down to the pit, and calls down. And he's stunned when he hears Daniel reply. He's still alive. The king has Daniel removed from the lion's den. And then he gets a little, eh, some call justice, some call vengeance. It's pretty gory regardless. Because those people who set Daniel up are themselves thrown into the lion's den. Except they're thrown in with their wives and their children. Ouch. Talk about a plan that backfires. But for Daniel, everything's looking pretty good. As we learn from verse 28, from that point on, Daniel prospers during the reign of Darius and the king to follow, Cyrus. Did you catch the end of the scripture? What did Daniel do when he heard the news that he was being doomed to face the lions? When he found out that he was being set up? that he almost certainly was going to be killed if he decided not to follow God. When he was facing one of the most terrible days imaginable, Scripture doesn't say that he panicked. Scripture doesn't say that he was fearful. In verse 10, it says, He went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. He gave thanks in the face of the worst of days. The best of times, the worst of times. It's life in a nutshell, isn't it? We celebrate those times of euphoria, the moments of great joy, but we have to remember to give thanks even in those tough moments when the blessings in front of our eyes are clouded just a bit clouded by the fog of anguish, the storm clouds of anxiety, or when we face that tornado of sadness. If we're honest with ourselves, we know those times are going to come. Daniel shows us that we should give thanks when we have prayers answered and when things are going our way. But Daniel also shows us that we should give thanks when the times get pretty tough. If you need help, as I shared earlier, remember there's an app for that. But you know what? Prayer is pretty sufficient. So this week, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, 
regardless. Consider how you might show gratitude to God each and every day, through the good times and even through the bad. Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. And please, if you feel so inclined, share us on Facebook or other social media. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with FirstCom Music. You can find archive podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the conference website, greatplainsumc.org slash podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tcypher at greatplainsumc.org, and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.